You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for another edition of our popular quiz program, Ask the Family, introduced by Robin Robertson. Hello, well, let's meet the contestants for this week. It's the Sprodling family from Great Yarmouth yeah. versus the Scatter Plantagenets from Penn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to bother to explain the rules because you wouldn't understand them. Right, first question, fingers on buzzers. Come on, quickly, I've got better things to do than this, you know. Right, now, who is the odd man out? Albert Einstein, Beethoven, Isaac Newton and me. Hurry up, hurry up. You're obviously too dense to get it. Beethoven's a composer. Composer. Know what that is? Yes. Surprise, surprise. The others are, of course, geniuses. Right, round three. <laughs> a musical question. What's the weight of 38 Brazilian anacondas? Seventeen tons, sir. Obviously, you tedious little brat. So, the Sprodlings <laughs> have four. The ghastly nincompoops and pens. You haven't got a single measly mark. Pathetic. Right, who can tell me what is the meaning of the word paradoxides? Um, a genus of the trilobites of the Middle Cambrian Age. Oh, well done, well done. Yes, so very clever, yes. Brilliant. Oh, Mr. Memory Man himself. Dreary little clever dick. I knew that when I was in nappies. Well, no need to be rude. Don't about. shout at me, you oh, ignorant galley spot and cobbler. You don't even know what that is, do you? Oh, it's tragic, a man of my intelligence reduced to this. I'm surrounded by fools, fools. Wasted on you, rabble. Look here, there is a... Shut your face, good grief. <laughs> Too good for you. I'm off. Here's something more on your level. Um, is it I'm sorry I'll read that again? That's absolutely correct. And for five more marks, will you tell me, please, who is in it? Oh, um, Tim Brooke Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Bill Oddie. She's right! And now, here is an urgent terrapin joke. I see, I see, I see, I see. Who was that terrapin I saw you with last night? That was no terrapin. That was our old schoolmistress. She taught us. <laughs> Uh, we apologise to listeners for the poor quality of that last joke. All copies of I'm Sorry, I'll Read That Again have been called in for checking. No! No! Oh, what can ever replace I'm Sorry, I'll Read That Again? Almost anything. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we present a top-line phone-in comedy programme, So You Think You've Got a Feed Line. Hello. 
This is William Hardcastle. <laughs> well, I know it's a rotten impersonation, but it is a blow for women's lib. <laughs> anyway, on with the show. So you think you've got a boring half hour in front of you. And with me in the studio, we have that monarch of mirth, the chirpy chappy from Chorley, cheery Charlie Chortles. <laughs> Now, I don't like to boast. I never blow my trumpet, but I'm all right on a Saturday night with a little bit of I thank you. Uh, Mr. Chortles. Yes, Mr. Hardcastle. Our first caller is ready, and it's uh, Mr. Flight from Sterling. Uh, can you hear me, Mr. Flight? I, I can hear you perfectly, thank you, Mr. Hardcastle. Fine. Uh, Mr. Flight, it's your line. Let's hope it's not as funny as my line, I thank you. <laughs> uh, Mr. Flight, yes. Please. The question I'd like to ask you, if I may, is this. Carry on, yes. Who was that lady I saw you with last night? An easy one to start with, I thank you. That was no lady, that was my wife, speaking of my wife, my mother-in-law. I like you know, when she walks down the street, all the weighing machines leap back into the chemist's eyes, thank you. <laughs> and what's more, roses are red, violets are blue. My mother-in-law has a funny tattoo. In fact, she has three, and you know where she's got them. A flower on each knee and a mouse on her elbow. I thank you. It's never going to work. It's too old-fashioned. Radio Puna's got to be a modern, thrusting channel. Ooh! Crusading radio. What we need is a really good campaign. All right. How about a follow-up to Plant a Tree in 73? Buy a saw in 74? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. We've got to find some entirely new area of public service. Prune Forum, a chance for listeners to air their intimate problems. Zip! <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> Our first letter comes from a gentleman who writes... Uh, dear Prune Forum, whilst travelling on an underground tube tunnel train only the other day, an interesting occurrence occurred which might be of interest to your interested listeners. I was alone in the compartment with a ravishingly beautiful young girl. My interested glances were returned, and imagine my surprise when we got off at the same stop. Also imagine my surprise when she immediately took off all her clothes and insisted we make mad, passionate love right there on the platform. For three days. I, I have never seen her again, but imagine my surprise when the same thing happened next time I travelled by underground tube. I have mentioned these incidents to friends. And imagine my surprise when they told me exactly the same thing always happened to them on the underground. Well, imagine my surprise. Yours sincerely, name and address supplied. Head of Publicity, London Transport. Oh, what a given. <laughs> Mrs. M.W. Colchester writes... Dear Prune Forum, my husband and I have been experimenting in our lovemaking recently. We do it in unusual places at all times of the day and night. I just thought I'd tell you. <laughs> P.S. Please excuse the shaky handwriting. Dear Prune Forum, I have an unusual problem. A, B, and C are brothers. All of them have apples. But if A has more apples than C, and C has three times more apples than B, the sum of whose apples are the sum of A and B's ages divided by the total number of apples, what is the... No more problems from arithmetic fetishists, please. I resent that. 
I am an apple fetishist. I myself have had more apples than A, B, and C put together. Granny Smith and I... That's enough of that. No, it isn't. I believe that apple fetishists should get a fair crack of the whip. Now you're talking. No, 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 no. It's me again. You commercial radio chappies think you can get away with murder, don't you? Certainly. Oh, imagine my surprise. (laughs) Mind you, he could have been right. We need some intellectual appeal. How about an arts programme, but something with a bit of a kick in it? We present a kick in the arts. (laughs) Oscar Wilde, as he wrote De Profundis, remembered those marvellous Sundays. Which he spent with young Bosie, whose cheeks were so rosy, they're usually hit by Mo Bundy's. I thank you, I thank you. Yes, well, it's not quite what I had in mind. Let's try science. A hard-hitting, no-punches-pull scientific expose presented by a gimmicky frontman who talks too fast for anyone to understand anyway. <laughs> And here is your host, James Twerp. Good evening. And tonight I wanted to consider how scientists affect our lives, all of us. And they do, really. First, first of all, I want you to look at this. Have a look at this. Now look at that. Now look at me. Thank you. Now, secondly, what do you imagine? As a matter of interest, and you might not realize this, most people don't, but I do, and that's why I'm so clever. Now look at that again. Now look at this. Now look at me. Thank you. Now, I'd like a volunteer from the audience. You, madam. No, not me. Thank you very much. Now, I want you to help with a simple experiment. Very simple experiment, that's all. Now come out here. Now look at this. Now look at that. Look at me. Now thank you. All right. Now, now, what I'm going to do is swallow this. Just swallow it. You swallowed it? Good. Now, thank you. Now count up to three. There you are. You see, you blew it a bit. And that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting. Now, you, sir, will you step out here? Yes, sir. You, sir, that's right. Uh, thank you very much. Now, uh, just look at this. Now, look at that. Now, what's this? Is it a machine gun? <laughs> Quite right. And that's my second point. Now, what do you make of this? What do you make of this? Uh, you, sir, you step over here. Thank you very much. Now, all I want you to do is take hold of both hands and we're only something. I'm not going too fast for you, am I? Pardon? Good. Now, grab hold. Now, what do you feel? Nothing. He feels nothing. Should have been 2,000 volts. Never mind. Right. <laughs> Razor sharp, steel blade. It's going to come at you 200 miles an hour. 200 miles an hour. But the last minute, I'm going to stop you with this tiny magnet, all right? No, thank you. Right, right, here it comes. Razor sharp. Ah! Look at that, look at that. Cut him in two, cut him in two. Never mind, now it comes. Now, have you ever seen a hydrogen bomb? You haven't? Well, here's one. Look at this. Country meets folk. And here he is, the Midnight Cowboy. Hi there, hi there. Oh, what a welcome. Well, I be horn swoggled. What are you going to be? Tell you what, you swoggle my horn, I'll swoggle yours. Oh, Rudy Tooty, yippee yay All right. Violin player, have you got your bow? Oh, yes, very pretty. Right, here we go. One, two, you know what to do. My name is Jugen Pierre. I wear rosebuds in my hair and a shishi pink bandana around my neck. I came down from Tennessee with a cowboy on my knee and a pair of leather chaps around my leg. I was down in Triple Creek. I was dying for relief, so I dropped my pants behind the cactus there. When I fastened up my belt, I can't tell you how I felt, but I knew the meaning of a prickly pear. Oh, I've got cactus in my wide front, a vulture on my head, 
I've just been kissed by Tennessee Miss and I wish that I were dead. I've a jock strap made of leather and pants of BBC. But cactus in my wife runs made a loser out of me. In California, I ate where the rustlers are so gay. I bought a gentle GG name of Shaq. But he livened up a lot when he felt my prickly butt. That fucking Bronco broke my blooming back. I walked up to Nevada, where the gals try so much harder. And I met a beefy blonde called Caroline. But when she felt my prickle, she cried, goodness me, it tickles. And now she's run off with a porcupine. Oh, I've got cactus in my wife, run, a vulture on my head. I've just been kissed by Tennessee Miss, and I wish that I were dead. Do you like my high heel horseshoes? I got them from Paris. But cactus in my wife, run, made a loser out of me. A yodeling coyote. Now, here is a message for any children who may be watching. What are you looking at? <laughs> and now... Prune Playhouse proudly presents a documentary reconstruction of the dreadful series of crimes which terrorised the inhabitants of Victorian London and left them stunned. Oh, stunning. Our story begins in London, 1888. Queen Victoria was still on the throne. Hurry up. <laughs> it is the night of November 13th, and the city is in the grip of a dense fog. Gotcha. <laughs> in, in the dismal area of Whitechapel, the first of a series of victims makes her way homeward. It is Nellie Button, a lady of ill repute. Oh, I'm ever so poorly in my repute voice. In the sinister alleyways, Nellie Button, her clothes ragged and filthy, her hair unkempt, her face rattled and grimy, plies her trade. Want an horrible time, sailor. <laughs> but little did she know what fate had in store, for behind her in the gloom, a menacing figure slipped out of the shadows. <laughs> Picking himself up, the shadowy figure crept up behind her. Then, as Nellie stooped to adjust her shoelace, hands reached out through the mist behind her. The hands of... Oh! Jack the Ripper! No, 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 no. Get it right. Sorry already. Well, 
Well, that's better. Just. Yes. The fiend had ripped the very bloomers from Nellie Button and dashed off into the night. Dash, 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 And that night, Jack the Ripper struck again. And again. No, what's your game? Next, next morning, the news broke. Yes, on street corners, news vendors shouted the headline. The headlines! In Parliament, questions were asked. Now, Mr. Disraeli, I want you to think very carefully about this. Can you tell me, please, who is Jack the Ripper? Can you tell me? Queen Victoria was not amused. We are not amused. <laughs> oh, I don't know, though. <laughs> The news reached Scotland Yard and sent the police reeling. Yes, the police superintendent was informed by his faithful sergeant. It's Jack the Ripper again, sir. That's the fifth pair of bloomers he's got away with. This lad's a bit of a tearaway. Oh, don't bother me now, Sergeant. I, I have more important business after all. This afternoon, it's the Royal Garden Party. You've been invited, sir? No, but my garden has. <laughs> well, what do you expect from the fuzz? But in spite of the fuzz's efforts... The Ripper remained at large, and that very night... Shut up! There's people trying to sleep round here! Only the audience. That very night... That very night, or one quite like it, the Ripper was to strike again. In Whitechapel, the cobbled streets grew dark and forbidding, as a cloud hid the moon. Where have you put it? A lonely policeman patrolled his beat. Evening, no. Oh, oh, oh. The hands of the Ripper. Nobody's underwear was safe. We've got to stop him, sir. The people are losing patience. And the knickers. It's up to us, Superintendent. Oh, I suppose so, Sergeant. We must go to Whitechapel this very night. He's bound to strike. Look at that fog. It's a real... A real... He, Super? No, I just had one, Sergeant. Come on. Into that cab. And now to Whitechapel. Ah, the teeming nightlife of London's East End. The flower cellars, the urchins begging. What's that fellow over there? An organ grinder, sir. Better keep clear of him then, Sergeant. <laughs> Their search took the gallant policeman through Whitechapel and into Limehouse, London's notorious Chinatown. <laughs> In nearby Limehouse, London's notorious Chinatown. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. There's only one thing for it. We must seek help. I must go to number 221B Baker Street without delay. Why not have delay first and then go to Baker Street? Oh. In his bedroom, 
Baker Street rooms, they found Sherlock Holmes sitting in the fireplace. Ah, a great detective. Great. Holmes, I need your help, your incredible powers of observation. Oh, you flatter me, madam. <laughs> Uh, uh, Holmes? Who said that? I did. Ah, two of you, eh? <laughs> Have no fear. My incredible powers of observation are at your disposal. Ah, thank you. Oh, I am honoured, Your Majesty. Look, um, Holmes, I'm after... I'm after... <laughs> Jack the Ripper. A killer the Hun, you say? Grief, <laughs> the most dangerous man in Europe. No, 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 no. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Oh, thank heavens they've all gone. Now, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Holmes! Ah, oh, oh, there you are, Watson. No, no, it's me. Oh, and so you shall. What? Watson, 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 bring me tea. Bring me crumpets. Bring, bring... You rang, sir? Very good. <laughs> Quick as a flash. This is my faithful companion, Dr. Watson, M.D., M.R.C.S., and Webb's Wonder. Webb's Wonder? Yes, I've got letters after my name. <laughs> Everyone a Maserati. However, Watson had brought them all cups of tea. He crossed to a table and put the china down. No, 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 no. Holmes bowed low. Ah, uh, the Ripper, he has struck again. Is the might of London's police force powerless in the face of this dastardly scoundrel? Is there no end to his impudence? Caramba! Congratulations, John. That display of absolutely appalling acting wins tonight's Oliver Reed Award. <laughs> the superintendent returned to the yard, where he was found by his secretary, Norma. Don't move. Stay just as you are. <laughs> For the first time, I'm seeing you as a woman. Before, I've, I've always seen you as two little bald-headed men peeping out of a sack. <laughs> So I was right. But what are you men doing in this good lady's brazier? We're up for the cop. Up for cop. Oh, Norma, Norma, this could never be. Until I've caught Jack the Ripper, I shall have no peace. Not even me. Not even you, my little Norma, with the laughing dentures, which is why I've called in another investigator, the brilliant French detective, Hercule Perrot. Hello, hello. Who's a pretty boy? Who's a pretty boy? <laughs> Meanwhile, in Whitechapel... private bar of the old Goat and Terrapin, a meeting of London's underworld was in session. The boss addressed the assembly in Cockney rhyming slack. Ahem. Mm-hum. There's a broke of great renown terrorising under town. They say he's a gentleman or tough. Man or tough. For this crafty Jack the Ripper is a nifty knicker stripper. If you're wearing them, you surely take them off. Take them off, certainly. Totally irrelevant. It's a load of rubbish. Meanwhile, back at Scotland Yard. Superintendent, I've got a hunch. I know, she only, only us having a look round the back. Oh, <laughs> no, no, we must trap the Ripper by setting up an irresistible challenge. Of course, Lady Constance. And here she comes now. <laughs> Come on, everybody. 
see you again. How long is it now? Oh, it must be what? Pardon? <laughs> Let me see. Oh, thank you very much. Now. <laughs> now, why did you send for me, Shorty? Well, you have no doubt heard all about Jack the Ripper. No, I wasn't listening. Ah, a woman of taste. Yes. Vanilla, as a matter of fact. Lady Constance, please sit down. Well, oh, anywhere, in your case, everywhere. And so I shall. And then in the ensuing chaos it happened. Lady Constance became the Ripper's latest victim. I see it all. Oh, oh Bulldog Drummond. Very close. Old English sheepdog Stavaker here. And I've solved the mystery. Yes. Aha! 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 Superintendent, what is your full name? I am Superintendent Jack D. Ripper of Scotland. Oh, my God, indeed. Oh, give away. I admit it. The Superintendent Jack the Ripper? Who would have thought it? Everybody, play the music. You have been listening to Angus Prune with Tim Brooke Taylor, John Keyes, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Bilotti. The script was written by Graham Garden and Bilotti, with additional material by Chris Miller and Peter Kemp. The song was written by Bilotti and the music was played by Dave Lee and arranged in triplicate by Leon Cohen. The programme was produced by David Hatch and Bob Oliver Rogers, who had to be handcuffed on hearing these words. Each time, sorry, I read that again once more. My name is Angus Brew, and I always live with you. You don't, my name is Angus Brew, and I never miss time. Sorry, I'll be there again. Get away! I did in my bath and I have a good laugh for the shit you were named after me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.